The following audio is from Summit Church. For more information on Summit Church, visit www.summitonline.tv. Thank you so much for joining us today, wherever you're at. I, I just want to say personally, uh, my family and I, we've been out with the COVID over the last 10 days. We all tested positive, but our symptoms were really mild. And, and I'm just thrilled to be back. I'm thrilled to be back with you teaching. Uh, I want to thank those of you that reached out, that you know, just sent texts or phone calls saying, hey, we're thinking about you. We're praying about you, your family, those who sent gift cards and meals. We really did truly feel loved during that period of time. And, and I just, I, to know that there's a church family out there that's, that's willing to embrace us, that's willing to step into our time of need, even though there are many, many out there who are fighting in a far harder way than we had to. I, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for that, uh, for the, the outpouring of love that, that we felt, and, and I'm glad, glad to be back. And today we are just continuing to plug through the gospel of Luke. We're in Luke chapter 8, verses 16 through 18, so actually just a really short passage today. But I want to start by asking a few simple questions. Uh, so just take a breath, uh, and, and here's a few simple questions for you. Number one, how do you learn? How do you learn best? If you're going to set out to acquire a new skill or new facts, knowledge, how do you learn best? For some, we're, we're visual learners. We need to see it. We need to experience it. Others are auditory learners. They, they need to hear it. Someone speaking it is the best way for you to learn. There's others still who are just like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a books guy. I'm more of a street guy. I, I learn through this experience school of hard knocks is where I've learned the biggest lessons in my life. And, and as you just start to kind of process through, how, how do you learn? I'll ask a second question. The big moments, the big things in your life, the big truths that, that have just clicked, whatever, however that happened, those big truths, when, when you experienced those, is that something that's just kind of par for the course? Like, yeah, I'm you know, on a regular basis, I'm, I'm seeing these huge epiphanies. I'm, I'm having this knowledge that just makes sense. Is that par for the course to you? Uh, how does that move you when you experience these huge truths and you, you learn this very specific knowledge? How does that move you? How do you respond to that? And the reason I ask that question is because the parable that Jesus will communicate to us today is a parable about learning. It's about the importance of learning. And I believe, I believe all people are capable of learning. We do it in different ways, but all people are capable of learning specifically the huge kingdom truths that Jesus wants us to learn in this parable. I believe we're all capable of that, but how do you do it best? Well, Jesus is going to say this. He's going to say, I need you to watch how you listen. And, and that's so silly, right? It's so silly. I need you to watch how you listen. Am I going to watch my ears? What, what, what does he mean by that? I need you to watch how you listen. Well, as we unpack it, it's, it's really quite profound. I need you to pay attention to how you listen because listening is key to learning. And I believe our world would be in a whole lot better place right now if we all would just listen. If we would listen a little bit more than we speak, a little bit more than we talk, a little bit more than we argue. If we would just listen, and, and Jesus knows the importance of listening, but listening takes a few things. A few things are required for us to listen well. Number one, most importantly, is humility, believing that there's something we still need to learn. So if you struggle to learn, if you struggle to listen, it, it could be an issue of humility. The second thing that listening requires is quiet. You need to shut your mouth. 
And I'm not saying that negatively. I'm just saying you have to be quiet to listen well. If, if you're speaking while someone else is speaking, you're not hearing them. You're, you're only speaking. So we need to be quiet and there has to be a willingness to listen, a willingness to learn. And, and maybe for today, maybe for today, the, the number one thing I want you to hear and process through is, are you willing? Are you willing to learn? Are you willing to listen? Because today, Jesus wants to teach us something that he demands us to listen to. We have to listen we have to listen to what he's trying to say. And that's why I want to skip to the last verse of our passage today. I want to skip to Luke chapter 8, verse 18, and read just one phrase of it. Because I think it governs all the rest of our discussion today. Luke chapter 8, verse 18. Therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Consider carefully how you listen. That phrase means keep your eyes on your ears. Watch out to make sure that you are open to listening because there's very important stuff that we need to know. There's very important stuff that you need to watch out and make sure you're willing to hear. If there's a main point, if there's a main point for today, here it is. Jesus has stuff, and, and when I say stuff, I, I really mean truths. Jesus has truths about his kingdom that he needs us to know. And the ramification of knowing or not knowing those truths, it is huge. It's actually eternal. We need to listen to the word of God, to his words. And one way that we do this, one way that we listen well, we pay attention to how we're listening, is to look at the people in our life who have already listened well and who have applied that truth. So I've laid out where we're going that's where we're going. Now let's get there. We'll begin with verse 16. We cannot hide the truth. We've got to let our light shine. Luke chapter 8, verse 16. No one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar or puts it underneath a bed. No, that would be silly. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. While we had COVID, we let our three boys sleep downstairs. There was a mattress on the floor, uh, brought them all down. Our bedroom's on the ground floor of our house. So we were all kind of in the same area. And they have a nightlight, a nightlight like many of you have, okay? If you have kids, it's one that comes on when it gets dark in the room, just stays plugged into the wall, puts out a little bit of light, keeps them from being scared. It's wonderful. Well, we brought it downstairs and where we plugged it in, there was nothing, nothing hiding that light. And honestly, all three of our kids were like, this is too bright. There's just too much light coming out of it. And when we moved them back upstairs to their bedroom, we, we plugged that same nightlight in, but there's a dresser that, that goes in front of it, And if you're picturing me. And that dresser blocks out so much of that light, so they're like, oh, actually now we want some more light. It, it's too dark. See, the purpose of that nightlight is to illuminate the darkness. It's to take the fears and anxieties that come with darkness and to eradicate them simply by bringing light into the room. And when Jesus says here, hey, no one hides a light. No one hides a light. What, what is he referring to? Well, in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, you're not going to see it today, but he, he simply says that Christians are the light of the world. 
that they're the illumination in the darkness, that they're the truth that the world needs to see. In John chapter eight, Jesus calls himself the light of the world. He's the living light. So light is this very important idea in this concept, but light needs to shine. It needs to be seen. And I have a light here, and it's just a simple, a simple lantern, and if this, if this room... Uh, was super dark, this light would do a great job of illuminating it, this entire room. And the higher I put it, the more central in the room, the, the easier it would be for people to see. And, and that's the amazing thing about light. Even though this is relatively small, the darker this room became, the more powerful this light would be. But Jesus says there's, there's people who they have this amazing light that can light up the entire darkness and the entire space, but they, they just... They do silly things like put a jar over it and effectively make it useless. They, they just block it out. Now, that doesn't make any sense to us. And you're like, why in the world would someone put a jar over a light? Or why would they take this light and put it under a bed? Why would they do that? that that's nothing that I would ever do. If, if I am the light, if I have the truth, if people are learning by looking at me, I want to let my light shine. But the reality is this, this covering... It, it takes on a bunch of different forms. It can be our fear, our fear of stepping on someone's toes. It can be a fear of proclaiming truth in a world that doesn't want to acknowledge any absolute truth at all. There, there's a bunch of ways that we can actually cover up the light rendering it relatively useless and leaving the space that we live in dark. I think a lot of times it's unintentional even how we cover up our light, but Jesus says, oh, we, we can't do that. This needs to shine. This needs to shine brightly because those who believe, those who have listened well and have heard the truths of God, they they might be for others in this world the only light, the only truth that they see, that they hear. You, you, if you are the light, you might be the one that someone learns from, learns these amazing truths, sees them in your life, but they can't see your light if you cover it. I just, I wonder today, how's your light shining? Are you someone who understands the truths of God? You've heard them, you've been taught them throughout your life, or are you someone who understands them? Do you rest in his grace? Do you find hope in your salvation? If, if those statements ring true for you, then you are the light. Let it shine. Let it shine for all the world to see. But, but, if you struggle to find truth in this world, if you wish there was something out there that loved you unconditionally, and you hope that there's something out there after this life, if, if that's you, and I want you to know you're in the right place. And there is 
hope. And there is an answer to all of those things, and that is the truth of God. And hopefully, hopefully there are people in your life that have heard that truth, who have listened well, who have applied that truth to their life, and now you can look at how they live, and you too can be encouraged by the truth. If you are the light, let it shine. If you need the light, you're in the right place because verse 17 tells us the truth, the truth will be made known to all. Luke chapter eight, verse 17. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and there's nothing that's currently concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. The truths of God The truth of God is not some mystery that's only available to a select few if you've attained this this level of smartness. No, no, no. The mysteries, the truths of God are available to all. They will be revealed to all in the end when Jesus returns. But in the moment, now, there are individuals in this world who will show you these truths because they are the light. And this light will not be hidden If you know these truths, you need to let your light shine because you may be the only truth that someone sees. If you know these truths, you need to reflect Jesus. If you know these truths, I ask you, how how is your light? Because there are many in your family, your coworkers, there are many that you come into contact with that do not know these truths. And you may be, you may be the only light. You may be the only hope that they have in seeing it. If you fail at showing your light, Jesus promises that his truths will ultimately be made known because, let's read it again, there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed. There's nothing concealed that will not be made known or brought out into the open. So if you're sitting here today listening, going, I'm not shining very good. It's it's not okay, but I want you to hear this. God's truths will still be made known. There's a prayer that I sometimes have to pray that's one of my least favorite prayers, and that's God work in spite of me. My light's not shining so well right now, but there's people that still need to know the truth. Would, Would you work in spite of me? Would you help me overcome the things that are hindering, the things that are hiding my light, or would you bring someone else to be the light that this person needs? God's gonna do that. And God's light and his truth is going to be made known to those who listen. Let's read Luke chapter 8, verse 18 again. Therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Okay, Watch how you listen. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they think, what they think they know, what they think they have, that will be taken from them. They believe that they have a slight understanding of God, but it's usually God plus something else. If you've heard, received, and believed the truth, then more truth will be revealed to you. Okay, that's just how we grow in the Lord. But whoever does not have the truth, all of their truth will be taken from them. Let let me explain. There are truths out there that God just simply doesn't want us to anchor our lives to. And here's just a few. This is why we have to watch how we listen, because there's a lot of truth out there that's really actually negative. There's truth that money will bring you happiness, that sex and power are the most important things 
in this world. There's truth being taught out there that politics are the solution for our world. There's truth being taught out there that if you just had more willpower, you could overcome anything you're currently struggling with. There's truth being taught out there that self-reliance is the key. Don't don't trust in anyone else or anything else. It's you and you alone that matter. There's truth being taught out there that with enough discipline, all things are possible. And then there's this truth that says, you know, you, you just need to be awesome. You need to be the best version of you. And I called all those things truths, but they're actually the truths that God said, if you have those, those are going to be stripped away. And the quicker those can be stripped away, the, the better. Because those are not biblical truths. Those are not God's truths, those are not the light. Those are, those are the darkness. Those are the things that hinder us. Those are the things that cause us to struggle in this world and trying to make sense of why things happen. And oftentimes, as we struggle, we go back to these false truths in hopes of them becoming a foundation when it's really the light of the world, Jesus, that we need. Jesus tells us that these will all be stripped away, we'll be left with nothing. So in order to avoid that, you need to watch how you listen. You need to watch how you listen. You need to watch others who have the light and who walk in the truth, emulating them as they seek to follow God. You need to watch how you listen. There is truth that is light and we all need it. We need it so badly that we need to watch how we listen. If you know this truth, then let your light shine. Don't be afraid of our culture. Don't be afraid of being labeled too radical, too far gone, too, too religious. Don't, don't be afraid of those labels. All that's doing is dampening your light. You need to live it. You need to speak it. You need to pray it. You need to shine if, if you are the light, if you know these truths. Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. For those of you who know this truth, that is your goal. That is your responsibility to shine in such a way that others may see God in you. Philippians chapter two, verses 14 through 16 do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. That's, that's pretty gentle terms to describe our culture today. For you are children of God without fault in this warped and crooked generation. You will shine among them like stars in the sky. That's it's how God envisions his children, those who know the truth. That's, that's how he pictures them. You're like these bright and brilliant stars that shine in the sky, that draw people to themselves as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then you will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. I was the light. My life had purpose I was told the truths at some age. I embraced them. I didn't just hear. I applied. My life can reflect and shine the brilliance of God. And those who are hurting in this crooked and deprived generation, they can see something in me that they need. And I want to be that light for them. And church, today, I implore you to watch how you listen. Be cognizant of the truth that you believe for there is one truth 
and that is Jesus. His word and his kingdom are the truths that we need to live by in this life until the day when he comes to take us home. And when we choose to do that, we will shine. We will shine. And there's others listening today who simply need to listen, who need to watch, who need to see that the darkness in their life is not permanent, but that there is hope and there is life and there's light and that light is Jesus. And if you don't know how to find him, look at someone who already has. Look at their life, look at their light and ask, how do I get that? I pray today that we as a church would be like that city on a hill, that light that the world needs to see so desperately right now. Watch how you listen, follow him, trust him. Let your light shine, let your light shine. Father, help us do that so that those who are in darkness might know your truth. We need you, we love you, we invite you to come into our story and to bring your truth into our life. We love you, in your name we pray.